nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good afternoon. I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Restore Freedom Weekly. We are excited to be coming live to you today on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, and DLive. Um, I'm going to just have to say I'm laughing at myself here because I spilled a whole bunch of my Zevia all over my face, root beer, uh, ginger root beer, all over my face and my clothes about 30 seconds ago. Um, and I was already laughing at the uh, comments coming in on YouTube about uh, um, whether we're having technical issues getting started or whether the city told me I needed a permit to record. And uh, I couldn't help but laugh and spill all over myself. So um, I blame John on YouTube for that one. Um, all right, so um, hello, and thank you to those of you who are joining us on the various platforms today. Keep in mind, if you are joining us on Rumble, we welcome your comments and we would love to have you participate, but Rumble doesn't exactly play nice just yet in terms of integrating or pulling comments into uh, the platforms uh, like Melon or StreamYard that it makes you use to go live, it then doesn't pull the comments live. So yeah, go figure. Um, at any rate, so um, yes, my video is probably very bad on your end. What I see, it looks totally fine. I've tried different resolutions today. I honestly don't know what the heck the problem is. So hopefully the audio is okay. Uh, and I don't know, hopefully when I get to showing uh, the slideshow part of it, uh, that'll be a little bit better than at least my pixelated face, but we'll see. So uh, I apologize to you guys that we got started a few minutes late today. We were, in fact, trying to figure out what the heck's going on with all these technological issues. And um, Mr. Henry, if you are watching or listening while you're at work right now, please keep in mind that I asked you after last week's show to fix the, the uh, issues, and it's still happening. So whatever you did, if you did anything, it didn't fix it. Um, all right. So... <laughs> Um, it's, it's all Mike's fault. <laughs> always the husband's fault. Always. So, um, all right, let's see. Yes, Jane, you were obviously the only person that was late today to Restore Freedom Weekly. We started totally on time, right at noon. Wink, wink. Um, but anyway, no, uh, I'm glad that you are joining us today. Uh, everyone on, um, on uh, YouTube and the other platforms. Um, let me ask you guys this before I get started. I would really hate to try to try to restart everything and come back in, but if it's so terrible, you guys actually can't really see me much or hear me or anything like that, I guess that's what we'll have to do. So those of you who are already following us, um, can you tell me, uh, okay, so... <laughs> So, um, <laughs> hey, you guys aren't supposed to stick up for Mike so quick. People are saying he's a machinist, not a miracle worker. <laughs> um, all right. Did you restart your computer? IT 101. Mr. Henry, did you restart my computer? I tagged you in. 
it was your job to fix it. If you needed to restart it, I was handing the torch over to you. Uh, I Yes, last week I've restarted it. I've done several things to it. I did all the cache cleaning in, uh, in um, Chrome. I deleted a whole bunch of extensions. I did all that other fun stuff. But um, in other words, Mr. Henry, you're still going to have to fix it. Sorry. Um, but if you guys can hear me okay, then um, we're going to just keep rolling with it because it's a really important topic. I feel really passionate about it. And although I'd love for you to be able to see my facial expressions as I tell you exactly how I'm going to tear them all apart from violating the Constitution, I'm thinking the passion in my voice might do it justice alone, at least for today. So uh, with that being said, and if you're having issues seeing any of the slides that I'll be showing in today's episode, please keep in mind on Thursday with our Constitution segment recap in the description of that video or um, audio version, if you're catching it on Podbean or one of the other po podcasting platforms, please keep in mind that the link for the slideshow is always in the description of that video so you can click on that and follow along or just open it up later however you wish to do it so if the screen is too pixelated for you today uh, to be able to really see much don't worry you'll be able to catch it on thursday when we release that so um i just want to make sure if there was anything else okay so um all right, I'm going to go ahead and get started then and what we're going to do as i've been doing more recently is um I'm going to go ahead and pull that slideshow in and until Melon cleans its act up and allows us to have two people on here um, and, and change the screen size and things like that while I'm sharing the screen and doing a whole bunch of other stuff besides making me terribly tiny. So those of you who lip read wouldn't be able to see me. Um, we're going to have to boot Lori out while I have this, the slideshow up. Uh, she's like, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, Lori is going think to. I think I hate being on video more than you. <laughs> I don't know. It's a competition. Look what I did to my hair today. Hey, at least it's pixelated. So hopefully you guys mostly can't see it. Um, so anyway. It looks great. <laughs> all right. Pixels are working. <laughs> Maybe it was intentional. All right. So at any rate, those of you who are commenting, keep, uh, keep in mind that you, if you're commenting in any of the social media platforms, except for DLive and Rumble, we will be able to see those live in here. But because if I'm on a roll and I'm not necessarily seeing all the comments coming in, or when it's one of those really great conversation days that people on Facebook or YouTube are all commenting and chatting amongst each other in that uh, in those live comment areas, it uh, gets a little bit harder for me to keep up on all of it. Lori uh, does a fantastic job of, of basically reading all that and making sure that I catch your question or comment or whatnot. But um, Sometimes she's afraid to put out my my flame as I'm going, and so she brings it in a little bit later on. So uh, don't be dismayed if you have a question that you want answered. We will get to that as well. So um, machinists are miracle workers, Mike Henry says. I know it doesn't help my case. No, no, it doesn't help your case at all, Mr. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do have a lot of faith in you. Uh, and although my father is a tech genius, and uh, raised me with quite a few tech skills of my own, there's still times that I, I defer to you and pass that baton and you should take that as quite the compliment. So anyway, um, all right, uh, thank you. Um, and um, I think I'm only seeing part of a name. Um, the person on YouTube who just complimented my hair, does that happen to be Cindy Holland? Um, 
it's only showing me little pieces of the name, so I can't quite see if that's you. But uh, give me the yes or, or the no, so I know. I just like to know who I'm talking to. Um, and I do not need help promoting my channel with with bots and things like that on, on Twitch, but thank you for the offer. But stay and check out the episode if you want to learn more about the Constitution and your ability to fight back against local tyrannical governments. We'd love to have you. So, um, okay. So, and I let me put it this way, Lori and Jeff and Mike, I'm going to let you guys all manage the back and forth about the technical issues. Jeff has some great ideas or things that I could try or whatever, but I can't mentally take that in while I'm about to start today's episode. So, um, Lori, I'm assuming you'll help me whatever we need to do with that, with Mike and Jeff there. So anyway, okay. So um, with that being said, I'm throwing Lori out. We will see you later. And I just realized we have the wrong screen here, Lori, because we can't see our names. Um, it's, I picked a... That's okay. As long as it shows the... I might have to do some finagling here, guys. Uh, well, we'll roll with it, but all right, Lori, here we go. Um, I guess that works. It, it, yeah, that'll work. Okay. All right. So it is Cindy Holland. Okay. Um, well, hello. And I can't wait for you to relocate closer to me very soon. And uh, it was a pleasure being able to see you and show you the sites around here. Um, by the way, more of my Michigan friends, please do um, come and join us and visit us or move here. I mean, we always need more freedom fighters everywhere. But uh, at any rate, okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started. And usually I have everything in a slideshow and the slideshows all in the right order and everything else. I had so much I wanted to say to you and I was so passionate about things that I was really struggling to figure out how to put it all in slides. So we're going to kind of roll with it and see what happens. But by Thursday, it'll be a little bit more cleaned up and you'll be able to have slideshow that goes with that. So um, like I said, I'm constitutional attorney Catherine Henry. If you are just joining us now, thank you for joining us for the second season, second episode of Restore Freedom, I can't even say it, Restore Freedom Weekly. Um, <clears throat> and we have uh, Liberty Laurie in the background helping us with any of your questions or comments. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get started um, talking about the legal action that has begun. Now, those of you who are followers already of Restored Freedom and not just stumbling across us today for the first time, you have seen the document that is on the screen right now, um, the notice of proposed action and the notice to cease and desist. You were, were sent those, were given those as a fr Friday's Freedom Fighting Tool. Man, I can't talk today. I gotta stop using alliteration in my, in my uh, social media posts. Um, but anyway, that is something that it was a longer document that, quite frankly, wasn't 100% proofread. There are a few grammatical or typographical mistakes in there, but you get the main point. You get all the statutes and uh, constitutional provisions and things that I put in there. Now, even if you're not in Florida, why is it important for you to see that document? Because it is the roadmap for so many different kinds of things that you might be going through with your municipality, with your local government, uh, even perhaps with your state government, whether you live in Florida, Michigan, or beyond. Now, if it's a state law I'm citing to there, obviously you can't use that particular one if you're not in Florida. But 
Um, we'll talk about that part a little bit later, but I do want you to think about uh, the main concepts that are in there and how to apply those to your own situations. Because I know you know someone who's dealt with uh, over-regulating or uh, you know, overreaching by your local government. In fact, you might personally be someone who's had to deal with that. Um, but before I get ahead of myself, uh, let me tell you that legal action has begun. In fact, I don't know if I mentioned this in last week's episode, but um, an hour and a half before last week's episode started, I actually heard the city uh, out there in my front yard banging stakes into my yard, uh, illegally, mind you. And uh, I guess they think that's attempting service on me for upcoming hearings this coming Monday. So we'll see uh we'll see how that will pan out for them but at any rate um that they never did file a response to my notice of proposed action which is legally required uh by the state of florida statute 70.45 uh and neither did they heed the notice of uh ceasing and desisting all of their um uh unlawful and unconstitutional actions against me and my husband relating to our property so at any rate um let's go ahead and get started so this is going to be an in-depth discussion about fighting back against local tyrannical government of course with real life examples that's the best thing that i can offer you uh is to help you figure out how this is going to uh, deal exactly with you. You might hear a lot of those uh, different legal podcasts talking about different constitutional cases or, you know, even educating you directly about the Constitution. But let's face it, if you don't hear somebody that is bringing it right into how this directly impacts you in various portions of your life, everything from your day to day life, your shopping or your going to, you know, dentist appointments or things like that. Hey, Mike, don't forget yours, by the way, this afternoon. Um, or if you are, you know, being discriminated against at work uh, because of one reason or another, because of your R mRNA status, as uh, Ron DeSantis has recently called it, or because of your religious um, uh, religious preferences, uh, such as uh, happened in the case of the postal worker that is suing the government now for being punished for uh, the requested religious accommodations, which was having Sundays off at the post office. And uh, you'll see that case is uh, recently uh, has recently been taken up by the U.S. Supreme Court. I just posted about that today. So take a look at our social media platforms um, that do posting. So in other words, TikTok's not going to cut it. Um, but all the other social media platforms we post on, I did give you a um, little bit of information so you can start looking into that. But don't worry, the case hasn't been heard or decided yet by the Supreme Court. So there's not a whole lot there other than to know it is an issue that is still being hotly debated. So anyway, regardless of what kind of constitutional provision you're talking about, with regardless of what kind of situation, anything to do with an issue of you and the government, it helps to give you those real life examples so you could take the parts of the constitution or laws or whatever and actually plug them in and use them yourself. Um, don't rely on attorneys. 
Don't rely on judges or, you know, courts or legislators. No, rely on yourself. Educate yourself to be able to represent yourself, to be able to defend yourself, to be able to fight for your own freedom. Because when you rely on others to fight for your freedom for you, first of all, they're not going to have the, the knowledge, right? Um, but they're not going to have the passion. And they're certainly not going to care about all the different aspects that are entailed here. So anyway, we're going to be talking about what's happening in the city of Ormond Beach, Florida, and the upcoming hearings that I have. And we'll go over those legal arguments and again, how you can use them in Florida and beyond. So well, I don't know why this slide got all messed up. That's good to know. Anyway, that's not what it looks like on my end, but in the screen here. Um, anyway, do you, today's true or false question. Do you want to build a fence on your property? A swing set for your kids? Want to put in a hot tub or improve your driveway? Plant flowers? Fix your shed? In our republic, you must first ask if a permit is required to build this or fix something on your own property. So please go to Twitter, Telegram, to social or YouTube to... Um, answer this question on our social media platforms anytime between now and 10 o'clock tonight. We already have several people already answering. And I love this question. This tells me I, answer, I asked the question in the correct way because last time I checked on some of the social media platforms like YouTube, it was a split. It was 60-40. And usually it's only a few people answering, you know, the one way or the other. Um, so uh, I'm, I think it was a good question that really gets people thinking about this. Um, anyway, let's get rolling on this. Um, we have allowed ourselves to be trained into thinking that, number one, we have to prove that we have permission before we can take any kind of action. Let's go back to that last slide. Building a fence on our property setting up a swing set on our own property for our kids, putting in a hot tub, again, all on our own property. I'm not talking about taking somebody else's property or using somebody else's property or anything like that. Um, we're trained that we need to prove that we have permission before we improve our driveway or plant flowers or fix our shed. We're also trained to allow uh, it, we're trained into thinking that we have to allow government to do whatever it wants to unless we bear the burden of proof to show that the government does not have the authority to take that particular action. So sometimes that's hard to prove because it's often in the negative. We're trying to prove something doesn't exist that the authority for the government doesn't exist in a certain area. So they're setting up the question wrong. They're setting up the question for us to prove that we have a certain right to do something. And if we don't prove that we have that right or you know, get permission to do that certain thing, then, hey, we can't, we can't do whatever it is. We can't build that swing set. We can't you know, fix up our shed, right? Um, and then we're also, you know, given the same frame of mind that, well, the government, the government can do whatever it wants. You have to specifically prove that that particular action is not allowed by the government, um, you know, through whatever the law or the constitution or whatever. And, um, and that's hard to do. It is often hard to prove, uh, something in the negative, right? That something doesn't exist especially when something is, is written as we have it here. So, well, let me back up a minute. Um, 
oh boy, now my screen, now, now it did it. Oh boy. Sorry guys. I was getting too fancy with my, um, with my screen here. Change size on me. Okay. So, um, let's see. Okay. So we get our rights from God, not the government. So I guess I can go to the slide. <laughs> like I said today, my thoughts are just so much. I want to pack it all into one place. Where do I get that from though? Usually in the last several episodes of, you know, this season and last season, I wasn't going into the specifics about that, but I did share the slide. Look at the U.S. Constitution preamble. Look at the Michigan and Florida state constitution preambles. Now, if you live in another state, you can look at yours. I just can't guarantee that the wording is exactly the same in all 50 states, but I know what the wording says in the Michigan and Florida state constitutions. Look at the Declaration of Independence. Now, if you love your liberty, but you're more of a libertarian and you don't you know, like how I talk about our God-given liberties all the time, or you think there's a separation of church and state, think again, those words don't exist in the constitution. And you need to look at it from a, an entire perspective. It's not saying that acknowledging God exists is uh, a, a, an established religion. No, we know that our rights come from God. That is literally um, before the Constitution was even created. When you look at that uh, Declaration of Independence that lays that framework, and then you look at the preamble to the U.S. Constitution, you look at the preamble to these state constitutions, it is explicitly acknowledging our blessings, with a capital B, of liberty and freedom. Blessings come from God. They don't come from the government. I mean, it's just common sense, but it's something that we're not taught to look at that way. When we're initially learning about the Constitution or we're studying civics in, in middle school or high school or even reading the Constitution, supposedly, uh, in law school, it's not something that we focus on. But look at that Ninth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We have all these other, um, all these other um, rights that we have, these unenumerated rights that we are keeping we are retaining them again they don't come from god they don't come they do come from god they don't come from the government they don't come from you know some government entity uh or government document or legislation that was passed you know two sessions ago no it's it's rights that we have inherently that we keep um and the government can't just run them over also, uh, look at Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 23, or if you're in Florida, the Florida State Constitution, Article 1, Section 1 and 2. Okay, so what kinds of rights? Let's see if I got this. Um, well, we're going to hold off on that for just a second. So what kind of rights does this include that I'm talking about? This is including the right to life, liberty, and property, the right to defend myself, my family, and my property. The right to personal autonomy over my health decisions. Health, my health. Let's be clear on that. If you have any uh, misconceptions about how this means that we can choose whether we receive an, an mRNA, um, experimental drug therapy, gene therapy treatment um, versus how it does not mean that you can murder somebody else 
um, then check out, you know, episode uh, 15 of season one or several of the end um, of season one that talk about that. But at any rate, um, it means we have the right to personal over our own body, over our own health decisions, um, the right to be free from unnecessary government intrusion, the right to be free from cruel and unusual punishments, the right to fair and impartial government interactions, court hearings, legislative hearings, it doesn't matter, any kind of government interactions, the right to freedom of speech and of the press, religious freedom, uh, petitioning my government for redress of grievances, petitioning, excuse me, peacefully assembling, um, uh, and the right to not only equal treatment under the law, but to have the government protect my God-given liberties equally under the law and all other God-given rights that remain unenumerated. So these rights, these rights are meant to be exercised undiminished, unrestrained, unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, undeprived, unabused, and unusurped. If you're wondering where I get that from, again, this sl particular slide has been shared with you many times, and I have not updated it to add the Florida State Constitution provisions. The constitutional provisions you see in here are for the U.S. Constitution, or uh, the Constitution of 1963 is the shorthand for the Michigan State Constitution. But at the very least, this means that I get to utilize my God-given liberties without first seeking permission from any government entity. Let's think about that. I get to exercise my God-given liberties without first seeking permission from a government entity. So if I have inalienable rights that the government can't just take away from me, what sense does it make that I then first have to, oh, I have those rights, but I have to first go to the government, say my city, and, and ask for permission, pay a fee, fill out paperwork, get a permit, check all their boxes before I exercise those God-given liberties. See how this doesn't quite make sense? It is only if in the exercise of my rights that I begin impeding upon the exercise of someone else's rights that the government may step in. But the government doesn't have the right to simply step in when and however it sees fit. In fact, the government has absolutely, let's see if I have the next slide in the right. No, I, I don't. I don't have the next slide in the right place. We're going to find it here. Give me a second. Because this is important. So. There we go. Government has no rights. It's very important to realize that. So that does mean that longstanding debates about such things as federalism versus states' rights, those kind of debates miss the mark. The federal government has no rights. The states have no rights. Read that Tenth Amendment. Read the Ninth Amendment. The Ninth Amendment talks about us as individuals having our rights and retaining those rights, even if they're unenumerated in the Constitution. While the Tenth Amendment is talking about powers, and it says that we give powers to the federal government, 
we give powers to the state government and what we retain is everything else. Like anything that we don't specifically give to the federal or state government are powers that we, the people, retain. So we retain those powers because we are bestowed not only all those God-given liberties, but the authority to self-governance. So, and I kind of skipped my train of thought here. So reeling myself back in. So while the government at any level has absolutely no rights, it does have some authority. Since we, the people, created our very constitution, we created our form of government. So to understand which authority the government has in any particular situation, we must first look at the constitution itself. If the government has, if the government is given no specific authority to act in the constitution, then no such authority exists. I mean, let's look at health and wellness mandates, public safety, public safety, um, the public health, you know, the general welfare. Look at those terms and whether they even exist in the constitution, the state constitution, the U.S. Constitution, we've talked about this several times before, um, but in general, you know, the answer is no, not in the context that we are led to believe. And in most cases, those terms don't even appear in the Constitution. And so no law, no municipal ordinance, no executive order, no any kind of other government action can give away authority not specifically allowed in the constitution. So let's say you have a state law that claims to give uh, your city, um, you know, your city council or whomever at the city authority to put into place certain ordinances. If the state government doesn't have the authority to do that themselves, they can't create that authority and then give it over to the local government. That's not how it works. So I would hope that by now we all have a basic understanding about the hierarchy of laws here in the United States. Of course, the United States Constitution is the supreme law of the land. That's in Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution, if you are wondering. Then comes constitutionally enacted federal laws, followed by state constitutional provisions, then constitutionally enacted state laws, then municipal charters, and then finally constitutionally enacted municipal ordinances. Although this hierarchy applies across the board, people often incorrectly assume additional complexities or circumstances uh, will change this, but they don't. The fact remains that we, the people, retain all of our God-given liberties and self-governance authority unless we granted specific exceptions to this rule. And here's some of that. Um, all political power is inherent in the people. That's typically found right at the beginning of state constitutions, such as Article 1, Section 1 of both the Florida and Michigan state constitutions. Um, let's see here. And also a reminder of exactly 
what is in Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution that guarantees us that Republican form of government where we elect representatives and we, the people, retain ultimate control and authority. So, what does this all mean? Let's say the U.S. Constitution seems to have um, a broad authority. It leaves open broad authority for a state government to regulate us in some way. But the state constitution comes along and clarifies that authority and specifically protects our liberty interests involved. That means the government cannot act in a way to infringe upon those liberties. The protection of those liberties supersedes what may have appeared to have been a, um, a, a grant of government authority given in the U.S. Constitution in that example. But look at it from another angle. Let's look at the God-given liberty protected at the U.S. Constitution, by the U.S. Constitution. And then look at the state constitution. And there might be an area where the state constitution appears to give government authority to regulate in that area. Well, what happens? You have the U.S. Constitution protecting a certain God-given liberty and a state constitution saying, well, it's okay, you can go ahead and regulate this. Like, I don't know, uh, the Florida Constitution when it comes to firearms, for example. Well, the, state's constitu the state constitution's attempt to diminish the protections of our God-given liberties is null and void. If we conclude otherwise, if we say, well, the state, you know, if the state constitution says that you can regulate, you know, your right to bear arms, then obviously you can. Mm, no. If we think like that, we're completely ignoring Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution that says the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Bottom line is that there's no excuse to complicate this. We have a Republican form of government that is uh, created to protect our God-given liberties and no amount of popular opinion, bad case precedent from the Supreme Court of the United States or other courts, or years of usurping the Constitution can change any of this. So you want to build a fence on your own property? You want to build a swing set for your kids, put in a hot tub, improve your driveway, plant flowers, fix your shed. The question you need to ask yourself is not whether you have to get a permit first or pay a bunch of government fees. Rather, the question you need to ask yourself is, in doing this particular activity on your own property, would you be violating the rights of someone else in using their property? Now, do you think everything I've just said sounds way too good to be true? Some people claim that. Well, that, that just sounds too good to be true, but obviously that's not how it works here in the United States. Read the Constitution for yourself. 9.9 .9 times out of 10, when somebody tells me, well, you know, that's just too good to be true, or that's not how it works, people saying that have not even read the entire Constitution. Read it. Read every single word of it. Sometimes is it really dry reading? Yeah, it can be. Absolutely. Especially when you're reading Article 1. But you'll get over it. 
read the state constitution. Okay, so read the US Constitution, every single word of it for yourself. Read the state constitution, every single word of it. Once you have done this, do it again, then again, then again, every single word of it. Why be willing to stay oppressed and dominated by people who don't have the lawful authority to do things like this? Why? Why be willing to keep yourself in that scenario? Why be so willing to give up your God-given liberties? Is going along just to get along really the easier route? I mean, let's be honest, that is the vast majority of the situation where people don't want to make waves. They don't want to, they're going to go ahead and, and jump through all the hoops and get all the permits and pay all the fees and follow all these unconstitutional rules and regulations because they just, they just want to go along to get along. They just, they don't want to, you know, get too much trouble in their lives. Right. But is it really the easier route? Is letting other people fight this fight really the best way for you to be able to enjoy your liberties? You might think, oh, I'm, and I'm just picking on my husband here. This is not saying this is what he would say, but I'm just a machinist. I don't know anything about fighting for freedom. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, or um, I'm a garbage truck driver. I'm a dental assistant. What do I know the first thing about fighting for freedom or the Constitution or putting the government back in its place? It took everyday average people ticked off at the absurdity of what was going on here to overthrow a tyrannical government. And if you read that Declaration of Independence, even just reading that first big full paragraph, which is far too big on my, or small on my wall to read to you word for word right now, but if you read it's talking about it's not just our right, but it is our duty to throw off an entire government if we need to. So certainly it's your duty. It is your responsibility not to hide behind attorneys or well-known freedom fighters or, um, you know, politicians or, you know, grassroots groups. It is your job to work alongside of those people if you choose to but at least doing your own part to stand up and say no here's the constitution where in here do you have the authority to tell me i can't do xyz on my own property every single one of us is affected by this in some way every single one i started the episode saying you know that you at least know somebody who's kind of gone through the no i know because this is how governments work. Even if you live in a rural area, there are ordinances on the books. It might be at a county level, it might be at your township or village level, but there are ordinances on the books that tell you what you can and cannot do. Now, I'm not saying all ordinances are not legit. There are legitimate reasons for doing things in a certain way, and it's because that if you have, um, Oh, I don't know. If you have, um, you know, a, an entirely residential 
area and a lot of young kids, young families, and somebody wants to come in and put a porn shop where they're going to sell tobacco and alcohol and uh, pot. And they're going to do all that in the center of this neighborhood. They're going to convert a house into this business to bring all this traffic in. That clearly is going to disrupt the use of the of the people who own property in the whole neighborhood that surround that parcel. So that is an example of where regulating ahead of time is something that is going to preserve and protect the rights of people who would otherwise be affected directly by um, that use of that property. Okay, so that's just an example. So let's not be absurd and say that government can never make any regulations whatsoever and there's absolutely never any authority because that's not true. Government can make some regulations. It does have some authority. It's also necessary in order to provide for the general welfare and common defense to be able to have infrastructure. So at some point along the way, um, you know, many years ago, where we didn't have freeways or interstates or anything like that, we had to, um, you know, utilize some some mechanisms of uh, putting those kinds of things into place so that people could get from one part um, of land to another, that you could go from Florida all the way up to Michigan by driving or whatever, okay? So at any rate, it's not, let's not take the absurd or extreme view of this, but let's not take the easy way out either and go, well, I just don't know. It's so complicated. I just don't know. Am I an expert? I am hearing something very strange in my office or right up, right outside of my office. So uh, I apologize for that random silence there. Um, at any rate, um, and now these lights are really getting to me. It's 3000 degrees in here. Um, at any rate, let me put it this way. What kind of future are you leaving for your children and your grandchildren? If you're willing to just follow blindly any and all regulation by the government and be willing to be stuck in that mindset that, well, you have to prove that you have permission to do something on your own property before you do anything. Oh, and the government can do whatever it wants. And if you don't like what they're doing, you have to specifically prove in a certain way within a certain time frame that the government doesn't have that particular authority to do that particular action change the mindset, help change the mindset of everyone around you. That is the only way we're ever going to restore our freedom. Let me put it this way though. Have you heard other attorneys or government officials tell you things to the contrary to what I've been just explaining to you? Well, just simply remember this. Every state and local government official is required to not merely follow the U.S. and state constitutions, but they must support and defend those constitutions. That's their job. That is their number one duty. That is the oath they take before they can ever go into office and push any 
pencils around or, you know, dot any I's or cross any T's on any papers. They must first defend the Constitution. So let's get to the meat of things. Let's say you have now decided to stand up for your rights against an overreaching government entity. But you don't have an experienced, truly constitutional attorney in your corner. What do you do now? What the heck do you do? Well, number one, you remember the constitutional basics that we've mentioned earlier today and that I mention in virtually every single episode. I can't underscore how important those are enough. But then you begin reviewing the Constitution, state laws, maybe even court rules, if it's something that's in court, to find answers to these main questions, okay? They're simple. Who, what, when, where, how, why? No joke. I know you know how to do that. That's something we were taught in, what is it, like fourth grade when you're taught to, you know, write your first real you know, long paper or, you know, research something or whatever, right? Your first essay, who, what, when, where, how, why? Let me explain. Who are the correct parties involved in the matter? Who do you have to send your response to? Now, this might not be when you're in court. Maybe it's before the court stage. You've just heard something from your municipality, your city gave you a call or, you know, sent you a letter and it's not, you know, they haven't filed an official complaint or citation or whatever yet. It doesn't matter what stage it's in. If you're deciding, oh crap, I'm in this situation. I need to fight back, but I don't have the constitutional expertise. So what do I do now? Well, you start by reading the constitution, but you start then by asking who who are the correct parties that need to be involved? And who do you have to send your response to? Oftentimes, freedom fighters that go all zealous and all crazy about their rights and, you know, uh, I'll say a little bit too far saying government has absolutely no authority and no jurisdiction to do anything whatsoever. They often overlook some uh, very important details and would bring up some of the bigger arguments to the wrong crowd, so to speak. Make sure that your response is going to the correct person. Number two, what? What specific law are they claiming you have violated? First of all, if you haven't violated any laws, then what the heck are they doing? They're just bothering you. It's no big deal. Ignore them. But what specific law are they claiming that you have violated? Is it a state law? Is it a municipal ordinance? Is it some other type of government regulation? Identify specifically what it is, what level it is, like I talked about state law, ordinance, whatever. Are they starting a criminal or civil case against you? Because you have an entirely different set of rights between the two. Well, at least as the government likes to acknowledge. So that is an important question. What are they claiming you did? What law was violated? And are they saying it's a civil? case or a, a criminal situation. Number three, when? How much time are you given to respond? That's one of the most basic things. Just 
how much time do you have to file or serve or send your response? Sometimes the letter or whatnot gives you that information directly. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, so that's something that when you are looking at the Constitution, when you're looking at the laws, you're going to want these questions in mind so that you can look at the, I seriously go to the table of contents of the statutes in whatever state I'm in. And I will look up because I'm not I'm not an, an attorney specifically trained in the laws of every single state in the country. No, I grew up in Florida, but I wasn't taught anything about the laws here. What I know is from what I self-taught. I taught myself how to look at the statutes, look at the table of contents and start going, OK, is this one relevant? What about this one? What about this one? And I, I narrow it down. OK, so I have these chapters I need to read. OK possibly. And then once I have that list that I narrow down and I open the first chapter and it gives subsections, right? Okay. Looking at those, is that something I need to look at? Is that something that's relevant to my situation? Oh, it's, it, this might be answering the what question, or this might be answering the when question. Okay. So I'm going to have to pay attention to this right here. And then you narrow down which ones you'll have to read. And then you can go back and print out the specific ones, or you can you know, save them on your computer or however you choose to do it so that you know what you have. You can be overwhelmed very easily in defending your rights. But I'm telling you, if you keep it to these questions, the who, what, when, where, why, and do it in the way I'm explaining how that relates to your situation, it'll help you be a lot less overwhelmed when you're fighting for your own freedom against your local tyranny. So, where have they filed a case in court? If so, which court? There are several different types of trial courts as well as administrative law proceedings. It could be a district court or a municipal court, could be a circuit court. Different things are, you know, in different states, they have different, um, uh, different types of trial level courts. And there's also in probably every single state, if not most of them, um, administrative law courts, which are totally unconstitutional, but they're there. And so instead of just going, oh, well, it's just unconstitutional, I'm just going to ignore it. Uh, no, because that doesn't stop them from doing what they're trying to do. You need to figure out where, where are they bringing this action? Is it something that's going in front of a special magistrate in your city? Is it something that's going to be um, a hearing in front of your local planning commission? You need to know the where. All right. How? How are you required to respond? Do you have to, I mean, are, are they saying you need to set up a meeting? Are they saying you need to do something in writing? Are they saying you have to serve it in some way? You have to send it certified mail or by email, whatever. Just figure out the how. Um, how do you have to serve your response on the government? How might you be able to file a countersuit? at this stage? Is it something that you need to file separately? Do you just raise the issues that you have against the government entity in the same thing? And it's just in your response, you say, well, you're suing me, but I'm also suing you. Here's a countersuit. Or do things have to be totally separate? If, if it's a criminal case, if they are unconstitutionally charging you in a criminal case, you can't turn around and file a, um, a countersuit against them in the same case. You'd have to file a separate civil suit against them afterwards. 
Number six, why? This is really important, but often overlooked, but don't make it too complicated. It's important, but don't make it complicated. Why? Are there any portions of the constitution, state law, or municipal ordinance that express support for protecting this particular right? So for example, um, in my situation, the city, uh, one of the three cases they're filing against us is they're saying we put in pavers like to park on, on our property without their permission. And we have to jump through a bunch of hoops. And what I found was that the state constitution and several state statutes specifically say things like, we have a policy of, in this state of, um, you know, basically protecting the right of people to use wind mitigation or um, uh, flood mitigation uh, on their properties. Be why? Because it's a state that gets a lot of hurricanes, right? So of course the government is saying, we don't want to punish people when they're trying to protect their property from a natural disaster like a hurricane. So they've put language uh, that covers that kind of uh, philosophy, if you will, in the constitution here and in state statutes. So that's something that I'm not hanging my whole case on that point, but it definitely helps to show, in fact, look at the Florida state constitution uh, ballot proposals that were just on the November election. Now, unfortunately, they didn't get quite enough to pass. And I think they got over 50%, but not over 60%, which is what was needed for any of them to pass. But the state legislature together, they had a joint resolution that passed both the House and Senate here to get the those ballot proposals on the ballot this November. And they were asking, among other things, one of them was asking specifically about adding additional, uh, I think it was flood mitigation, um, so that if you do work to um, you know mitigate flood issues on your property, then you can't be charged those additional improvements on your, your real estate taxes. Okay, just one more way that they're acknowledging, hey, we're not going to punish people for what they need to do for wind or flood mitigation in a state where we get hurricanes and therefore a lot of wind and flood damage. So um, the other thing you need to do, though, and this is something that even a, a very experienced attorneys will often forget to do, and it's look at what does the other side have in their favor? And so the last thing about the why, are there any constitutional provisions, state laws or municipal ordinances that provide reasons for the government to have authority in this situation? Now, especially when it comes to the municipal ordinances, they might be totally unconstitutional, but you need to know what they are. You need to know what they say, you need to have them printed out so that you know what the argument against you is. You can't just say, oh, well, it's irrelevant because it's unconstitutional, so I'm not even gonna pay attention to that. That's a bad way to do it. So I'm hoping that you'll take me seriously when I say that you don't need the, uh, the top, you know, the best of the best, the cream of the crop, constitutional attorney to swoop in and save the day for you when your local municipal government is, is acting in a way to usurp your God-given liberties. You don't need to rely on somebody else. In fact, I'm going to beg you not to. 
I'm begging you to stand up for yourself, to read the Constitution, to read the U.S. and state constitutions, to read them and reread them and read them again. The more you read them, the more you're going to understand. Is it boring? Is it dry reading? Do you possibly have a reading disability? Sure, all of those things could be true. You can listen to them on audio tape or whatever. There's apps that can read to you the Constitution. There's all kinds of free apps that do things. But whatever you do, don't rely on anyone's interpretation. Just read it first. Just read it with your own eyes and your own ears and use your own brain to figure out what's going on. What did we really do in the Constitution? So, um, that was a lot that I just exploded all over <laughs> to you guys. Let me see. Um, yeah, I'm going to just scroll through these really quick. Um, don't forget, this is something we talked about, but don't forget all government officials are required to take the oath of office all of them so if you have a neighborhood improvement division employee who's the one that's serving you your paperwork or you know sending you nasty letters or emails that person is sworn to defend and support the us and florida state constitutions or whatever state constitution just the same as the governor of that particular state. So don't let them get away with the whole pointing fingers and leaving it to somebody else. I'm also going to have for you um, in this um, the, the slideshow version that we'll release on Thursday with the Constitution Segment Recap. Um, I've included what we've shared with you before in Florida and Michigan um, state laws, the parts that specifically talk about local government, just to give you um, some starter points in, in your laws to look at, um, and what the Michigan and Florida constitutions say about municipal powers. Um, and, and what you can do, again, you can file cease and desist letters or serve them, I should say. You can send notices of proposed litigation you can urgently file a lawsuit if you feel like you need to do that. You could speak at your city council and commission meetings, find and join in others that have been similarly harmed and work together. Issue press releases, tell people, tell the news, tell the world, use a strategic social media campaign if you have to, if, if the local press won't pick it up, but tell people your story and why it's important that they listen to you and how it's similar to what they are going through. Tell people, let them know. Um, we've talked about various examples in episodes prior um, from season one. Uh, talked about the city of Belding and Georgetown Township and the city of Hastings in Michigan. Um, and we already touched on in last um, uh, season, the city of Ormond Beach stuff didn't go into as many specifics. Um, I was going to go into a lot of specifics today about that, but um, let me just look here make sure there's nothing else super urgent that I need to share with you today. Um, so, oh, let's see. 
I'm, I'm just going to leave it with this, this horrible slide that got screwed up somehow by the time I shared it with you. Do you want to build a fence on your property? Do you want to put up a swing set for your kids? Do you want to put in a hot tub or improve your driveway, plant some flowers, fix your shed? In our republic, we maintain the ultimate control and authority. And we have God-given, undeniable, indispensable liberties that the government's job is to protect. Protect our ability to use our own property, to exercise our own liberty and freedom. And that doesn't mean you have to then first go to the government agency and get a permission slip. If you are not doing something that's going to infringe upon the rights of your neighbors or others to use their own property, then you don't need permission from the government to use your property. But you can't rely on other people to fight this fight. You got to stand up and do your part. Um... <laughs> yes, and uh, Lisa from LinkedIn is sharing that if you have children or grandchildren, be sure to play the Bill of Rights rap song for yourself and for your kids or grandkids. Better yet, she says, put it on replay. And she says that you can find it on our site. You can. I shared it. It's not ours. It's something, I can't remember the name of the group that did it. It was a YouTube video that I shared on social media maybe three, four weeks ago. Um, but it was actually really good. I had somebody else share another one that I, I really liked until I got to certain parts and I was like, ooh, they didn't quite get those rights correct. And then this one was phenomenal. They did a really good job with the Bill of Rights. So um, that even if this, uh, you know, like five-year-old rap video can explain to you or reaffirm to you what I'm saying to you, then maybe it's not too good to be true. So, um, with that being said, I'm going to um, bring in Liberty Lori. And, all right. So, uh, earlier, um, see if I can see it. Uh. We're just looking through some comments here to see if there's any questions or concerns or things that we have overlooked or that I haven't touched on yet. So it looks like we've had some good comments on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook and and that scared me, Lori. This I was, was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it made my screen jump to whatever. Um, I threw I threw some others up while you were going that weren't like, hey, stop what you're doing, but we're good to put on the screen. But this one was gonna take your focus away and you were on a roll. So um, I just thought that, you know, I can see people thinking this so, way as well. So I'm gonna just read this for the first time, but I'll read it out loud. So those of you who are following us later on pot, the podcast will be able to um, know what we're talking about here. So Bob on Facebook says, I've Googled in the past the word extortion 
the meaning and the laws that pop up that prohibit any government agency, including municipalities. That forbids them from engaging in such illegal conduct, which includes fine and imprisonment for those who commit extortion. Um, I'm actually not sure at all what this is saying here. So, Lori, you're just I, trying to I thought he, I thought he was meaning towards... They're they're saying you can you can't do something unless you give us money, and we permit you to do it, kind of thing. And so they're extorting you for money. That that was how I interpreted it. At least I'm not sure if he's still on. Um, Bob, if you are still listening to us, and I did not address uh, your comment or question or whatnot um, accurately, uh, please hop back in, chime back in, let us know. I don't mean to override it, um, but I'm not sure what it is that uh, that was the point there. As far as, you know, that that's where I want to make clear. There are times when um, permitting would be required or an ordinance would be required, but let me be clear about this. I'm talking about probably less than 10% of what they actually do. Maybe less than 5% of what's currently on the books in any given municipality. Because there are times where what you are doing or what you want to do on your property could very well impact the ability of your neighbors or those around you to utilize their property. So for example, you know, having regulations that deal with the contamination of groundwater or, you know, that change the slope of a property so that the grade is is far, far different. And it uh, means that you're now going to be flooding a neighborhood property that actually happened in Georgetown Township when I was trustee. And I want to say it was the school. I, I don't remember exactly which entity it was. I think it was the local school system change the the grading and the flow patterns of water and then all the homes behind this area once that project uh was completed all these homes then we're seeing ridiculous levels of flooding on a regular basis where they were in canoes in their backyards on more than one occasion because of this so that's an example of where you know, if somebody wants to do something to improve or, you know, use their property in some way, you know, a, a specific kind of permit or, you know, at least an ordinance about it might be helpful because that use, that kind of use is going to directly impact the use of homeowners or property owners around them. So, um, and by the time I finished my thought there, you had something up and it's gone. So I, apparently I don't need to go through that's what I was, I was like. I didn't want to distract you. <laughs> See, and I don't I don't uh, agree with Liberty Cause when he says this. That's the, I, I don't think there's anything to that. Um, so I wasn't going to talk about that point. And he's brought it up several times. So I've, I've addressed <laughs> it a few times and I was going to let it go. Um, there's a thought that. Um, oh, OK. I was going to say Sorry. what it was. Oh, where'd it go? I don't know where it is. Um, he says it must be done through an agreed upon contract or what he's calling a permit is he's saying a permit is a contract, but forcing a contract is considered extortion. And I would say a permit is not a contract. Um, the whole concept of having the ordinances uh, and setting all that up, 
the ordinance itself is the contract is what they would say because that's put into place by our local elected leaders so or state statutes you know those are put into place by our state elected leaders and so we the people through our representatives set up this way of governance now the problem is it then overextends what the authority you know the general grants of authority are that they have and simultaneously it is often um usurping our god-given liberties but just the fact that there's an ordinance or there's a you know an ordinance that says a permit is required for something doesn't mean that that's extortion um that's way too um i guess simplistic of a way to look at it although that might be true in in a general sense and um, a lot of different examples there are times that permitting would be needed or uh, like i said that ordinances would be helpful but again the main question is supposed to be um and that's where well i had that slide up earlier that said government's main purpose is to protect our god-given liberties so that when i'm exercising my god-given liberties or using my own land or property how i see fit that in my exercise of those liberties i'm not then infringing upon lori's exercise of her liberties using her own property so um there um yes um what the bottom line is to my comments is that there's more than one way to skin a cat okay so i'm not sure if laurie put this up here um that was uh bob's um actually that was earlier wasn't it yeah that wasn't that was a follow-up after his comment yeah but not the, the uh main comment. that's what i was saying so okay um and i will say to you that um my dear friend cindy is saying that catherine isn't asking you to do anything that she hasn't done herself and that's true that's why i use real life examples and most of them are from things that i've lived through do you think i really want to spend my time preparing and going through you know all these documents with you know pictures and um lists of of laws i got you know the pictures from the equal protection violations and all that do you think i want to spend my time doing that no i don't i don't want to have anything to do with the, their drama their mess their garbage but do i just sit by idly and let them do it and go well it's not worth my time no that's bs i've had people in the freedom fight tell me that I had somebody yesterday tell me, well, you know, you've probably put at least 40 hours into your document so far on, uh, that you sent them in November. And, and I would say it's probably at least 40 hours. Yeah. And he said, so, you know, you've put in at least 40 hours on that, even if you were charging only $100 an hour, that's over $4,000 of your time. And that's simply not worth it. You should just write the check and, you know, file for the permit and be done with it. And I was like, are you kidding me? It wasn't me. No, it wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't me. I <laughs> right now, if she had said that to me, no. But I, I said no. That's absurd because this isn't something that's just going to go away. This isn't something that I mean they're going to just keep doing this garbage over and over and over again. And it's about the principle of the matter, and it's about how can I leave this, you know, world someday 
knowing that I didn't fight for anything that was necessary or important because I just left it to other people. You know, according to this particular person, he's not the only one that told this to me, but this particular person that I was talking to just last night was telling me that, you know, I needed to spend my time on bigger fights, more important things. And he wants to see me do all these, you know, U.S. Supreme Court cases or or Florida Supreme Court cases or whatever. And I said, you know, okay, if that's what God's calling me to do, then that's what he's calling me to do. I'll work on whatever cases God is telling me to. And honestly, I would have thought I would have been more directly involved in more lawsuits in 2022 um, or already into the start of 2023, but that hasn't happened yet. And so I am where God wants me to be. But if I have to spend the rest of my career just doing a podcast or speaking at, you know, local groups in the area and things like that and traveling around and teaching people about the Constitution so that they can pick up the torch, they know how to defend their rights, then that's what I'll do. If that's what I'm being called to do, then I'm going to keep doing that, even if it means I continue to work. Uh, pro bono and I don't make any money at doing this and it costs me out of my own pocket and it's a lot of hours and not a lot of accolades if you want to say and I'm not on the big name shows like Stu Peters or whatever with Dell Big Tree and and I can't even think about you know Tucker Carlson and all these people right um, a lot of my freedom fighting friends have made the circuit of all those and meanwhile I haven't even when I was in the Supreme Court fighting the good fight or doing all these things or, you know, circulating a constitutional petition to put the, an end to the bullshit. Even then I wasn't there, but that's not what it's about. So let's not make something what it's not about. It's not about, well, I'm just too damn valuable and I shouldn't be wasting my time with the city. No, I shouldn't have to waste my time. But if I'm not willing to put an end to the city that I live in, to put it an end to their bullshit and their tyranny, if I'm not willing to stand up on my own two feet without anybody there supporting me or helping me in any way, then why should I be willing to stand in front of a camera and tell the rest of you to do the same thing? Am I nervous about doing that? Do, am I, do I have some anxiety? Hell yeah, I do. But if I don't do it, who will? There's no one here defending my rights. There's no one here to fight for my liberty. There's no one standing here going, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and, you know, leave Catherine Henry alone. Let her do her own thing on her own property when she's not bothering anybody. There's nobody here saying that to this government. I just have people telling me in the background, oh, this isn't worth your time. But it is worth my time to be able to do what I want on my own property as long as I'm not infringing upon the rights of other people to use their own property. And I'm going to do everything I can to show people the example of how we're supposed to be the light here. God has called us to be the light. He's called us to lead by example and do things that we are supposed to do, not because they are easy, because it is what is right. And that Declaration of Independence tells us explicitly that we must throw off government when it is tyrannical, when it goes beyond the bounds of its authority. 
We don't look to the government for permission. We look to the government to see if it's playing by the rules. And if it's not, we have to have the courage to stand, even if it's on our own, to stop them from doing any of this. I have taken an oath of office so many times now, I can't even tell you. I've been sworn into several jurisdictions to practice law. I've served on planning commissions and downtown development authorities and, you know, the state uh, MIGOP state committee and, you know, Georgetown Township board, you name it. I, I just by registering to vote here in Florida, I had to sign an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of this state. And I take that oath seriously. So the next time somebody tells me that it's not worth my time to put those government officials in place and fight that fight, then I'm probably going to rip their head off because they are part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. We need to work together. But when people aren't willing to work with you, you can't be willing to give up and not do it on your own. You have to keep fighting the good fight. Because otherwise, what legacy are you leaving behind? What freedom are you really leaving for your children and your grandchildren? It's going to be a never-ending battle. Good versus evil is something we're going to have to work on and fight every single day until Jesus comes back and takes us home. So if you already know that, then don't leave your kids and your grandkids and future generations with an even bigger burden and more crap and, and bureaucracy to try to unravel and unwind. Do your part here and now. No matter what state you live in, no matter what municipality, do your part. Um, and I have no idea why it doesn't show this. But anyway, it looks like this person says, keep up the fight, patriots. Future generations are depending on us. And it looks like he said us again, but it, it's actually the a capital U and a capital S that shows up weird on our end when somebody puts in the American flag. So anyway, um, thank you to Steven for your sentiments on YouTube. And oh, yes, and John points out, here is part of the problem. We were never taught properly in school about our rights. That's 100% a problem. And why I'm willing to continue doing this work as long as I can on a donation basis um, although you guys probably would need to pay for my gas money if I have to travel somewhere. Um, at any rate, um, if you, especially if you're in Florida and you know of a local church group or a youth group or, you know, just a group of kids in your neighborhood or family members or friends or coworkers or a freedom fighting, you know, uh, grassroots organization who wants to learn about the Constitution or the roles of government then call us, email us, let us know. I'd be willing to come and do that, even if you're in Michigan. Truly, if you're in another state, if you pay my way to get there and I don't have to go in, you know, credit card debt to come and do it, I'll come and speak in any state, except I don't know if I'd be willing to go to California or New York because the tyranny there is a little bit much and I don't trust <laughs> my governments for five minutes. Um, and I really don't even want to go back to Michigan, but because I was born there and I, you know, three of my kids were born there and um, our parents are still there and two of our kids are still there. Uh, 
yeah, um, Michigan is important to me and it always will be. So um, I will be there most likely at the end of May and I will be back in the middle of August. And so if you want me to come and teach these basic concepts to people in your area or, you know, whatever, then connect with us while I'm going to be up there and we'll get it done because that's the only way we're ever going to stop any of this crap. We can't wait for the next big U.S. Constitution um, court case, you know, from the United States Supreme Court to hand down another ruling and, oh, thank God they saved us. They finally undid the such and such. No, no, because the very next term they can go and undo it again. This is this isn't how we do things. We can't continue to do things this way. So and I wanted to add, you can you can stream to them too. So if they have if they want to get people together and they have internet where you can stream into whatever event they have, we can do that as well. So it doesn't just have to be transporting you. <laughs> Yes. Um, and I'm just checking, did we miss any, um, how do we address those liberties? Um, Tammy on Facebook, I see that you asked, how do we address those liberties? That was, um, about 10 minutes ago. Now I'm, I'm thinking we must have, um, addressed your comment or question there. Um, and what I, i'm pretty sure that's what she was talking about but she it wasn't very clear yeah um if she thought if she, she's thinking she has a right to do it and they're saying she doesn't or vice versa it wasn't very clear yes i'm not sure um i guess check out the information we shared today and see if that's something um you know i i don't ever want to not answer a question, but oftentimes when I'm in person and we have more of a, a you know, I guess a connection, I can physically see you and hear you and we can have a back and forth. Um, I, I'm able to answer questions a lot, a lot better, I guess, in, in that regard. Um, but yeah, I can only do so much when I'm not quite sure and, and don't have the direct follow up to be able to to get things clarified. Um, and Steven, um, you're telling me that my camera is quite out of focus. I'm sorry, at the beginning of the episode, we were seven minutes late getting started because I couldn't figure out how to get um, whatever the issue is, my husband's gonna have to help me fix it because uh, we tried, Lori and I tried several things today before we got started and um, and Lori already said that. Okay, so never mind. Um, <laughs> um, uh so was there anything else um she did follow up with farmers are giving property over to solar farms that lots of township people don't want okay i'm still not sure exactly what the question is there or if it sounds like you're talking about two different competing interests um, it's not so much the government saying you can or cannot do something, but one property owner wants to do something and whether it's going to impact other property owners in the area. And that's always a very complicated question. Um, but that's that's the purpose of government is, is when the government is supposed to step in and offer that neutral third party scenario, you know, um, to be able to sort through those property rights. Um, um let's see um 
And did you answer Stephen's question about Twitter? Um, Stephen on oh, no. YouTube asked about if we are on Twitter, and we actually never got kicked off of Twitter. Um, I think I'm probably still shadow banned, but I've never actually been banned, and I don't think I've ever had posts removed from Twitter. So we are on there. If you go to Restore Freedom K, as in Catherine, Restore Freedom K, that's our handle on Twitter. So please check us out on Twitter. Um, and um, let's see. Um, okay. All right. So, um, so hopefully we got that. Um, again, Stephen, I didn't see if your question about my handle on YouTube coming after or before I said it, but it is um, uh, at Restore Freedom K, as in Catherine. So, um, you're limited on characters on a Twitter handle. So that's what we were left with. Um, all right. So. Thank you so much for all of you uh, joining us today on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitch, Twitter, DLive, and Rumble. Again, for those of you who might have been commenting on DLive and Rumble, please keep in mind, although we value your interaction on those offbeat platforms, unfortunately, they still don't play nice to um, allow uh, you know the third-party um, streaming platforms like the one that we're using to be able to see those comments in real time. So we're not ignoring you. And we do check when we can, although I personally can't check because I just simply can't multitask at that level. Um, but um, and let me see here. Tammy on Facebook says, I'm inspired to get involved locally since that's the place to start before the big issues. Thanks. And that is right. Exactly. It's not that the the township or city or municipal ordinances or things are, um, you know, too small of importance to try to do. No, it's if we don't put our local government officials in check and have good people governing at the local and city and, and county levels, how can we ever expect we're going to have good leadership at the state or national levels? It's just not going to happen. So, um, Thank you very much to Stephen who shared us out on Twitter and your 8,200 uh, fans on there. Uh, and again, to all of you, um, and we were live streaming on Twitter right now as well, as long as the technology kept going. Um, <laughs> but um, please make sure to share us on all of your social media platforms. We're on um, Truth Social and Telegram, um, Pinterest and Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, WordPress. I, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But Or just um, go to our updates tab and search for what you're looking for. Yep. You can go to uh, restorefreedom.com, uh, restorefreedomkh.com slash updates to go and see all of our daily posts and our videos that we're doing. Our old videos are actually going to be uploaded shortly, so you'll be able to search very easily and find any video we've done on any topic, but we've been working feverishly on getting those hundreds of videos up for you. Uh, but if you're looking to connect with us on social media, you can go to restorefreedomkh.com uh, and click on the, I think it's support Restore Freedom or support us page, uh, and you'll be able to see uh, the link to getting to um, all of our social media all right there um, for you. So, all right. Um, 
Well, yes, thank you so much for all of your support. And I do ask you to consider donating even if $5 is all you have today to help us. It does cost quite a bit of out-of-pocket expense for, of course, internet and the um, the streaming software and the newsletter software for the newsletter we do weekly and uh, our website and keeping all of that up and running uh, and everything else. Uh, it's all done as low key and as low cost as humanly possible. Trust me, uh, I'm very thrifty, but it does <laughs> have an out-of-pocket expense. And um, if you only knew the the uh things that Lori and mike and i gave up on a regular basis to bring the freedom fight to you and engage with you uh then um truly then you might be more inclined to do so but at any rate uh trust me on this uh we do need your help we can't continue doing this forever without you so um you can go to restorefreedomkh.com slash donate and you'll be able to donate in a wide variety of ways paypal um uh credit card um cash app venmo check cash whatever we greatly appreciate any and all support that you can give and we also have sponsorship opportunities for those of you who have your own podcasts or products or businesses that you would like to advertise with us we can do a partnership through a very inexpensive way of uh, doing sponsorship opportunities for this segment for our Constitution Recap videos on Thursday for our weekly newsletter, our website in general, or other options. So please check that out on the uh, donate page of our website. And Lori, did I um, uh, did no, I, I, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So uh, I apologize that I've been pixelated once again, especially to myself, because I wasted time on hair and makeup that you guys apparently can't even see. But hopefully, hopefully uh, next week will be better. If it's not, please blame my husband, Mike, because I'm leaving it in his uh, very intelligent hands to be able to fix that problem. So, all right. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful and blessed week.